It also taught me how Alcoholics Anonymous works. Alcoholics Anonymous is one drunk sharing with another. That's what AA is, it's one drunk sharing with another. When that happens, that's the magic to our deal. Well, hello, friends of Bill W. and other friends. You have landed on Sober Speak. My name is John M. I am an alcoholic, and we are glad you are all here, especially newcomers. Newcomers, that is, both to recovery as a whole and newcomers to this podcast. Sober Speak is a podcast about recovery centered around the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. My job here on Sober Speak is simple. My job is to provide a platform to the amazing stories of recovery all around us. Consider Sober Speak, if you will, your meeting between meetings. Please remember, we do not speak for AA or any 12-step community. We represent only ourselves. We are here to share our experience, strength, and hope with those who wish to come along for the ride Take what you want and leave the rest at the curb for the trash man to pick up. From Studio A, deep in the heart of Texas, that was the voice of Mr. Reno John A that you heard at the beginning of this episode, and you will be hearing so much more from him and Uno Momento on this here episode number 221, Dos Dos Uno of Sober Speak. But first things first, this episode is being brought to you by Joshua and Jason and Audrey and Mary Lynn, and Laura, and Derek, what you may ask, did Joshua, and Jason, and Audrey, and Mary Lynn, and Laura, and Derek do? Well, let me fill you in. They went to our website, www.soberspeak.com. They clicked on the little yellow donate tab and they made a, a contribution. So thank you so much, Joshua, Jason, Audrey, Mary Lynn, Laura, and Derek. This episode is coming right out to Ewan's. I, John M., will indeed be the chairperson for this meeting between meetings. I am just another bozo on the bus, and I am truly honored and privileged to serve all of you listening in. So take a seat, if you will, around this virtual table, and let's get started. Remember, no matter who you are or what your past looks like, you are welcome here. It is an open table, and we are so glad you have joined us. What do I have this week? Ah, uh, gosh. Not my, oh, I do want to give a little shout out, if you will, to uh, uh, a group who asked me to come in and uh, do a little telling of my story over Zoom and uh, really had a good time with them here recently. And this group is called the Buy the Book group. And Summer D uh, put out the invite for me to come in and tell my story. And this this group by the book originated uh, from the COVID-19 mandates and no contact. And it's a home group for a lot of people. And it consists of people living all over the 50 states and many others 
internationally, and they call themselves BTB. And I heard them saying that many times during the meeting when I was there. I was like, what is BTB? And anyway, it is by the book. And I just want to say thank you all so much. I really enjoyed spending time with you recently. If you are not in the a Sober Speak uh, secret a Facebook group and you would like to be there, we would love to have you as part of that crowd. Just go on to your uh, Facebook application and uh, look up secret. Hold on. Let me get this straight. I always get this wrong. There's so many S's in here. You know, it's like saying when you say the thing like, you know, she sells, she sells by the seashore or whatever, and you get mixed up and, and you were, uh, what is that called? An alliteration, I believe. Nonetheless, uh, you would go to Facebook and you would look up secret, excuse me, sober speak secret group. And you go in there and there's like a little, you know, just click on a little tab and it says, you know, be uh, asked to be invited into this group. Uh, The bar is very low. Uh, Just go in there and ask to be invited in and we will get you in there. All right. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Reno John live and we cover a variety of topics. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this. Just so you know, you'll hear on the front end of this one, uh, since this was our live uh, show, we had some live music by Mary Lynn B and Tony D and uh, they actually played three songs on the front. I'm going to play two songs this week and then I'm, pl- I'm going to play their other song next week when we get together for the second part of this what would you call it a series, mini series, like very many like two episodes basically. So when we get together next week, I'm going to have a part two of this and we'll play another one of Mary Lynn B and Tony's uh, uh, songs here. And if you want to access more of Mary Lynn B's music, uh, she is on Spotify and I'm going to put a link to her music in the show notes. You can click on that and listen to her. Uh, she has some great songs on Spotify. Uh, in fact, it is, uh, there are 12 songs, right? Like 12 steps and they're all about recovery and I just know that you will enjoy them. So enjoy Reno John A on our first our part one of Sober Speak Live, and we'll have the next episode next week. And we will have plenty of listener feedback at the end of this episode. Enjoy. Okay, everybody, if you would, please go ahead and take a seat. We're just going to have some music on the front end. It's going to be Mary Lynn B. and Tony D. Let's give them a big round of applause, please. So, uh, Friday night in Frisco, right? Live, we're going to be fantastic. This is great. We got a good group of people. So, my name's Mary Lynn, and this is Tony. And uh, I wrote some uh, songs about recovery, and we just wanted to play a couple of them. And uh, 
get this party started. So I moved here to Frisco um, about a year ago from Southern California, and um, everyone has been so welcoming to me, and I've just had such a great time. I know a lot of you guys in the room, so that's awesome that we get to have this time together. And slowly it came out that I started, uh, people started knowing that I played guitar and I write songs. So I haven't really done it in a long time uh, because I was busy, you know, taking care of my kids and stuff like that. And I just kind of put it off. And now my kids are out of the house and have their own life and everything. So I have more time to play guitar and play. And I've been asked by different people to do this. So it's really an honor and I'm very humbled to be a part of this and and to share this music with you because it's really cool how we can share a message um, through AA. I was there on his first day. We said hello. Welcome to AA, his attitude filled the room. And we knew something good was going to happen soon. His bloodshot eyes filled with fear. He told us that the court had sent him here. He liked to drink. Go for a drive. When the cops arrested him, it blew a point one five. One never knows God's great plan. Sometimes it's hard to understand. Keep coming back is all we would say. Go to 90 meetings in 90 days. Day after day, walk through the door. Then we saw something that we never saw before. He had a smile on his face. Laughed out loud and said, I like this place. One never knows God's great plan. Sometimes it's hard to understand. Keep coming back is all we would say. Go to 90 meetings in 90 days. Now that's a gift from up above. Only God can turn hate into
Oh, K-pop. Oh, my gosh. That, that one takes a lot out of me, right? Oh, boy. Hell yeah. So I've also had the great pleasure of uh, sharing this song at um, a couple of different women's retreats in um, different places. And lately, um, last I got to do for um, a fundraiser for... Um, the Women's International um, co Conference that's coming in Dallas. And so it was a big, huge honor to do that. And um, this song's called In These Rooms. If you go down to the corner, you'll find a building on the right. You will hear people laughing. They meet at eight every night And you can have a cup of coffee You can sit down and relax And when the meeting is over they will say, keep coming back. In these rooms, I've learned how to listen. In these rooms, I have learned how to care. Step by step, and day by day. I'm living life a new way In these rooms I want to stay Never thought this would happen Was not expecting this at all But I look forward to seeing those 12 traditions on the wall. And my mind starts to get quiet when someone reads chapter 5. Then I start to get grateful And I thank God I'm alive In these rooms I have learned how to let go In these rooms I have learned to forgive Step by step, day by day, I'm living life a new way. In these rooms, I want to stay. I know I'm never alone.
about friendship in these rooms I have learned about love step by step and day by day I'm living life a new way in these rooms I want to stay in these rooms of AA that song will make me cry <laughs> well hello everybody my name is John M. I'm an alcoholic, and welcome to Sober Speak Live. Hey, John. <laughs> Glad to see all of you all. Thank you so much for coming out. To remind us of why we are here and to focus our thoughts on that purpose, we ask that all who would care to join in a moment of silent meditation followed by the serenity prayer. Serenity prayer. God, serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I like that shout out to God by that puppy there. That's fantastic. I love it. Out of respect for those sharing, please, please silence your cell phones for the duration of the meeting. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, Politics, organization, or institution does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and to help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. This is an open meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, which means anyone can attend. Here at Sober Speak Live, we offer desire chip. We offer a desire chip, which is an outward symbol of an inward desire, of an inward desire to stay sober for one 24-hour period. Do we have anybody attending their very first AA meeting who would like to try our way of life? Yes, sir. What's your name? Jeff. Jeff? Yeah, this is not my first meeting, but, but uh, this is a, a renewal, I say. I understand. Yeah. We're so glad you're here, Jeff. Thanks for joining us today. A renewal. I like that. Uh, is there anybody else who is returning to the program who would like to start over again with a fresh desire chip? If you are new to AA or to recovery, please see the newcomer chair people, oops, <laughs> who are, yes, Cindy is going to be the newcomer chair person for the women. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate it. And for the men, we got Mr. Chip. Thank you, Mr. Chip. Appreciate that. What's like on Chip? 
Hey, chip, chip, I'm chip, chip. <laughs> What's your name? My name's Chip. My name's Chip. My name's Chip. Okay, so what we're going to do tonight, just so everybody knows, is in just a moment, we're going to have Reno John up here, and then we're going to have a Q&A session with him, and, and then we're going to have on the second part of this, I, I want to shut my trap up and let you guys ask the questions. So if you're watching us on Facebook Live out there, which I know there are a lot of people watching us right now, if you're watching us via Facebook and you want to submit a question, just go to the chat and submit your question, and Sarah will be back there reading those questions to John A., right? And for the rest of you who are here, if you want to submit a question, we have folks that have index cards. Can you raise your hand if you got an index card for the folks? Okay. We got Cindy, Jason, uh, Joan, I believe. Oh, no, Katrina and Amy over there. They're going to have index cards, and they'll pass them out to you, and you can write your question on the index card. And then we'll submit that to John for to answer, okay? All right, everybody. Please, without further ado, help me welcome Reno John. Welcome, Reno. Thank you. Well, first thing I want to ask you is about your name. My name? Yeah, let's John? go. Well, no, not that name. <laughs> Your moniker, I guess is what we would call it, Reno John. Where did Reno John come from? When I, I, I got sober in Reno, Nevada, and I moved to Dallas in 83. I was a year and a half sober. Dallas North was within walking distance of where I was staying, so I just walked to Dallas North. Small group at that time would have maybe 8 to 12 people in a meeting, Friday night was our big meeting because it was a joint meeting with Al-Anons. We'd have 30 people at that meeting. And although it was a small group, we had a lot of Johns. You know, we had, we had stand-up John. If somebody come in, they'd say, has anybody seen John? And they'd say, which John? And they'd say, well, Reno John, because I came from Reno. But we had stand-up John. Stand-up, when they called on him to share, he couldn't sit down. He had to get up and walk around while he was talking. <laughs> <laughs> we had waiter John. He waited tables. You know, he's still around. Today? He's still around. Yeah. He got like 50 years yeah. sober. And, uh, and then and he's still person, a waiter, right? Yeah, he's still a waiter, still waiting tables. Uh, goes to ODAT now. Uh, and then I, cause I was Reno John, but we had a lot of, that was when names, uh, like premier became, <laughs> Jenny's the premier step speaker in the Metroplex. Uh, we had a lot of monikers. We had, uh, of course, Dorothy was Canadian dry because she moved down from Canada. We had Biker Ray because he drove a bike. Uh, we had Crazy Carol. We used to call her California Carol, but then we found out she was just crazy, so we called her Crazy Carol. <laughs> we had Dumpster Bill. <laughs> okay, Dumpster Bill. Why was Dumpster Bill called Dumpster Bill? Shouldn't tell this, but I'm going to. He tells it so I can tell it. But uh, Dumpster Man, his last drunk... Uh, he was in his apartment and with his drug dealer, and he had a quart of tequila and a whole bunch of cocaine, and his drug dealer OD'd and died. And so what do you do when you got a whole bunch of cocaine and a quart of tequila? You finish the cocaine and tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Three days later, he runs out of cocaine and tequila, but the guy's still dead. And uh, so Bill... Rolled him up in a rug he had and came out and put him in the dumpster. <laughs> the neighbor saw him 
and uh, called the cops. The cops came by and they found the body. They arrested him. And as they ran the investigation, they didn't have any drugs there. They didn't have any alcohol there. The only thing they could charge Bill with was abuse to a corpse. <laughs> he said, man, he said, nobody messed with me in jail. <laughs> Word went out. You know what he's in here for? Abuse to a corpse. <laughs> we had dumpster Bill. We had, we had borderline Kevin. He had borderline written on his license plate. But he got that name because uh, when he was going to treatment, they said he was borderline schizophrenic. So he put borderline on his license plate. <laughs> that was his name. And then we had Bad Bruce. Bad Bruce was angry. Bad Bruce would throw chairs. I was just, he'd be in a meeting, he'd throw chairs around and swear and get them out of the meeting. Uh, so we had all those guys, and all of those guys are sober today, with the exception of one. Which one do you think isn't sober? Dumpster, man, he got so straight, man. He quit, he quit smoking. You know, he lost weight. He got married, moved up to Denton. Now he's living over in, in, I think, Missouri or Arkansas, somewhere over there like that. Dumpster man, still sober today. Borderline Kevin, he died 11 years sober, one of my best friends. He got, he got a, on a health kick, and he would work out twice a week, twice a day, you know, and he, and he had a lot of mirrors in his house so he could look at himself. <laughs> I'm going to tell he He told me this. Well, very few people know this about Kevin, but he said he had a lot of mirrors in his bedroom. He was a single guy. Had a lot of mirrors in his bedroom. He said, I had to take them down. I said, why? He said, because I was too busy looking at myself. <laughs> when he was having sex. So he said, <laughs> took him down. We had, uh, and of course, he, uh, he, he had, he got a, a varicose vein removed. And his outpatient surgery, and, and the doctor messed up, and he bled to death and died. 11 years sober. Terrible tragedy. You got one day. We got today. That's what we got. Uh, of course, Dorothy can't drive sober. She's just as loud mouthed as she ever was. And she's wonderful. I love Dorothy. Uh, Crazy Carol married Biker Ray. <laughs> you know? So they got married. They're, they're still sober today. The only guy that didn't get sober, that kept going out, was Bad Bruce. Because he never could get rid of the resentments. You know, and that's what they tell us. The number one problem we have is, is resentment. We've got to figure out a way to get rid of those resentments. Bruce never could do it. He went out and he'd come back in, went out and come back in. But he helped me because when I was coming here, I was going to Dallas North, and uh, I'd go to the meeting, I'd walk home, I'd go to the meeting and walk home. He took me to one time in his car. We went down to a dance at Town North, and we're coming back, and he said, you know, he never come to Taffy's with us. That was the local coffee shop. You don't come to Taffy's with us. And I said, well, nobody invited me to go to, ta- to coffee. He said, you're in AA. You don't need to be invited. And so I started going to Taffy's, and that's when I joined the group. You know, the meeting after the meeting is what, what it was all about back then. And so he gave that to me, and, and it was wonderful, and he, and he didn't make it. He uh, never came back. He went out, went out, went out, kept coming in and out, and then he finally died. So that happened. That's, how, that's where the name Reno John comes from. That's where you're at. <laughs> There's going to be a very few questions answered in this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got index cards full of questions. I don't think we're going to get very far. See how easy my job is? I just ask, where do you get your name? And then shut up. So we're right around Christmas time, right? Thanksgiving, yeah. between Thanksgiving and Christmas right now. And, uh, you know, a lot of the people in the, and we have a lot of those 
meetings this time of year about Christmas and, you know, what to do during the holidays and all that kind of stuff. Do you have like a, a famous uh, or a favorite Christmas or a particular type of Christmas story you'd like to share? Yeah, I think most of, most of the time the first Christmas you have sober is pretty important. You know, they told me, they said, you got to have a first of everything. So you have to have your first birthday sober, your first anniversary if you're married sober, your first Halloween where you don't get drunk, you know. I loved Halloween. All the girls dressed up like cookers, you know. It was wonderful. <laughs> and uh, and my, first, my first Christmas, I got sober in October, October uh, 7th of, it, of 1981. And I was in treatment. I got out of treatment the first December. I got sober in Salt Lake City. I drove back to Reno, Nevada. I got back there. And uh, my first Christmas was that Christmas in, in 81. And uh, what had happened was, I was going to one meeting a week because I didn't, you know, I've been to treatment and in treatment, we, they took us out to one meeting a week. So that was my program. I did one meeting a week and I'd go to the men's stag meeting on Thursday night and they wouldn't let me talk, which really, really was their mistake, you know, not letting me talk. But I, I uh, would go down there and they wouldn't let me share. They interrupted me the first time I tried to share and but I kept going back. Because it became clear to me, these guys were talking. They couldn't even introduce themselves right. Some of them, they, they give, did not give the last initial. Say, my name is John. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> In my group, they gave the last initial. You're supposed to give your last initial. You know, some of them gave the last name. They said, my name is John. All right, I'm an alcoholic. I said, oh my God! <laughs> what does he think anonymous means? <laughs> I know it's first and last. I can look them up in the phone book. Terrible. And they, they shared, we never shared in the meeting I went to, we, they just introduced themselves and you would say, I'm John, I'm an alcoholic, I'll pass. Because the sooner you got out of the meeting, you go back to your room. So nobody shared. And uh, these guys were sharing. They were talking. I don't know what they were talking about. Nothing we talked about in treatment. And it became clear, these, these guys have not been to treatment. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I thought I would, it got to me, I thought I'd qualify. I thought I'd share. And I, I, introduced, I did it right. I said, my name is John A. and I'm an alcoholic. And then I qualified. I said, guys, I just got out of treatment over in Salt Lake City. I, want, I have the latest, most up-to-date medical, psychological. That's when Red, chairman, cut me off. I said, thank you, John. We're on this guy. Son of a bitch is jealous. <laughs> so they would, that, then they quit calling. They wouldn't let me talk. And so I'm down there uh, going to one meeting a week. Sobriety's like watching paint dry. It was just boring and long. And I thought, man, how long I had to go to, one, go to these AA meetings? And I'm down there at my men's stag meeting. Thursday night, it was, it was Christmas Eve. I'm down there not sharing. But they announced that, that at that Christmas Eve party, they said, now tomorrow's Christmas. You got nowhere to go for Christmas? You can go to the Dryers Club, Skid Row Clubhouse on Well Street. Still there. Go to the Dryers Club. Free. Chris Allen's going to fix it. I had nowhere to go. So I go to the, out, the, the clubhouse and found it. Eight, it was good. It was free. I'm not, I'm not bothering anybody. I'm sitting there drinking a cup of coffee, smoking a cigarette, just minding my own business, not bothering anybody. Old timer spotted me. You know when they spot you. <laughs> I swear to God, their eyes glaze over, you know. <laughs> Newcomer, you know. And they start to salivate. Honestly, God, they start to salivate. And I saw him get up. He started walking over toward me. I thought, oh, God. Who's this guy? He's not my kind. Of, he's an old guy. Fat old guy. 
Big nose, funny hair. Not, I like cool guys. This guy is not cool. He comes over and introduces himself. His name's Don. He tells me he's the coordinator of Intergroup. I don't know what that is, but I thought, I'm glad they found something for you to do. <laughs> so I'm talking to Don, and it became clear after just a few minutes, Don had not been to treatment. <laughs> so I started to tell Don about, about uh, these things I learned in the treatment center. He gets a funny look on his face, and he says, you want to go to a meeting with me tonight? And I said, well, Don, it's Friday. I go Thursdays. Men stagnate. He said, we had a meeting every night in Reno. And in that short time I'd been going to AA, I'd heard about, about spiritual. The AA is a spiritual program. It's a spiritual deal. I heard that. I thought, okay, it's a spiritual program. It's Christmas. I can go twice this week. won't hurt. <laughs> so Don, Don comes and gets me. We go out to State Hospital. They got a meeting on Friday at State Hospital. We get out there. They give you a raffle ticket. And they raffle off a big book. And although I have a great mind, I'm a real good student. I had forgot to get a big book. Didn't have a big book. I thought, okay, it's Christmas. Spiritual program. I'm winning the book. God, I'm the only guy here without a book. Got to be the only guy here without I'm winning the book. God is going to let me win the book tonight. I'm winning the book. I want the book. My only Christmas gift I'm going to get is from God himself. It's going to be a big book. So I prayed all me. I don't know what to talk about because I'm praying for my book. I want the book. I prayed hard for that book. I want the book. And the meeting had the raffle, raffle off the big book. My third resentment, not like anonymous. Some little gray hair lady, 25 years sober, wins my book. What's she doing winning my book? You know, so I'm, I'm leaving before I can get out of there. She comes up and gives me that book. That's where I got my big book. And that really was the only Christmas present I got that year. And I, and I took it home, and I, I used to say, Harry, remember when I used to Harry, used to say, I took it home, and I read that book from cover to cover that night. And when I said that, I believed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Then I got involved in the big book study. You wouldn't believe the chapters they got in that book, John. They got a chapter in the book, chapter to the wives. Well, I wasn't a wife, didn't have a wife, didn't want a wife. Didn't read that chapter. <laughs> they got a chapter in the book, you know, uh, chapter to the employer. I'm not an employee. Didn't read that chapter. They got a chapter, chapter to the agnostic. I'm not agnostic. I know God real well. Well, if you just read, you know, chapter three and chapter five, you can read that book tonight. It won't take you that long to do. You know? <laughs> but the next day, Don calls me, takes, invites me to another meeting. I don't want to go. I went last night. What do I got to go tonight for? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. He didn't ask. He just calls up. I pick up in 20 minutes. Next hangs up the phone. I said, I'm not going to go. I'm going to leave. I'm going to stand him up. He's going to come here to pick me up. I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here. Stand him up. And I thought, wait a minute. You know, think this through. He's the only guy talking to you in AA. If you don't go, he will talk about you behind your back. you got to go defend yourself. you got to go defend <laughs> So I'm going to a meeting every day. Now, I, hadn't, I didn't have a sponsor. I hadn't worked any steps. The only change in my life is a meeting every day. It's only different. And I not only feel good, but I feel better. And there's a difference between feeling good and feeling better. You don't drink, you will feel. You're going to feel everything a whole lot better. You know, you're going to feel all the pain, all the anger, all the, you're going to feel that shit a whole lot better. So I'm walking around in Reno feeling better, going nuts, going to one meeting a week. Going to two meetings a week, I not only feel better, but I feel good. I hadn't felt those two things at the same time in years. And all of a sudden, sobriety, because I'm going to meetings, the only change is a meeting every day, started to put on flesh and bones. And I started hanging out with other guys in AA. 
I started going down to intergroup. I'd go down to intergroup and drink coffee, talk to this guy I don't like, you know? <laughs> and, it was, and I was embarrassed. I was excited to go to AA. It started to put on flesh and bones. I started meeting these guys and get excited about it. And it was embarrassing. Don would come pick me up. I'm driving in the car, and I'm sitting in the passenger side like a little kid. I say, Don, do you think we can go get ice cream tonight? <laughs> we'll see. <You> know? <laughs> so I'm down there. Down there, it was a week later. It was New Year's Eve. New Year's, first New Year's Eve. And that was a terrible time for me. Christmas was pretty good. I got my big book. But I'm now in a group, being a service, going to go to my men's stag meeting that night, Thursday night, my men's stag meeting. Phone ring, intergroup. I'm being a service. Grab the phone. Young kid named Glenn, Glenn 17, wants to know how to stay sober New Year's Eve. I said, why? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Glenn, you're 17. It's New Year's Eve, okay? Call tomorrow. We're here tomorrow. Big day for us. Big day on, on New Year's Day. Big day for us tomorrow. We'll be here. Don grabs that phone away from me, you know. That's when he passed the rule at Central Office. You had to have six months or more to answer the phone at Central Office. Big, big sign. Must have six months to answer the phone. So the next day, Don calls me and said, hey, Glenn stayed sober last night. wants to go to a meeting. So I'm like, great. My first 12-step call. So Don comes and gets me. We're going out to, I'm, I'm ready to learn how to do 12-step work. We pick up Glenn. We're taking Glenn out to the state hospital where I got my big book. I'm waiting for, Glenn to pre- for Don to prepare Glenn for AA. He's not preparing Glenn. He's just driving the car. I thought, oh, hell, I got to do it all. I just got to do it all. So I start telling Glenn all about, Glenn, when you get there to AA, they're going to give you a raffle ticket. Hang on to that raffle ticket. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're going to raffle off a big book or as Bill sees it. If God loves you, you'll win the book. <laughs> and when you get there, you won't believe this. That's the first meeting I've been to with women in the meeting. I didn't know that it meant. I thought it was a man's deal. I've been to men's drought joint, men's stag meeting, that meeting with, at, at the state hospital, women in the meeting. I changed my home group right there. <laughs> So I tell Glenn, I said, Glenn, we're going to get to the meeting. You're going to have women at the meeting. <laughs> Honest to God, women in the meeting. And I've been to several groups around here. The group we're going to tonight, they got the best. Okay, I'm telling you right now, they got the best looking women. And uh, next week, don't worry about Don, I'll bring you back here. You'll be okay, we'll come back here. Don, did, Don just drove the car, just drove to the meeting. We get to the meeting, we get a raffle ticket. <sighs> yeah, I don't want to talk about because I'm praying for Glenn. I thought, man, if Glenn can win the book. Just win that book. God, just let Glenn win that book. If Glenn can win that book, that'll be proof after I prepare him like I have that God is working in his life and he'll stay sober forever. And not, not that it matters, John, but if that happened, I would have a 100% 12-step call success rate. <laughs> I can write articles in the grapevine had I have a 100% 12-step call success rate. So I didn't mean they had the raffle, raffle off the big book. I prayed all meeting for Glenn to win the book. They drew the, I won the book. Don turned to me and said, see how that works? I said, yeah, I signed it, gave it to Glenn. That's where Glenn got his book, you know? And Glenn's sober today, because I gave him that book. That's why he's sober. <laughs> now, the reason that was so important to me is that's when I joined AA. That's when I became, when I joined AA, when Don comes by. See, a lot of times you'll hear these, somebody will see somebody in the meeting, and they'll say, hey, you remember Gary? Whatever happened to Gary? You know, that guy used to come around here. Whatever happened to Gary? And some old timer will say, hey, listen, Gary knows where we are. If he wants it, let him come get it, right? 
I'm glad Don didn't believe that stuff. I'm glad Don understood that the very first 12-step call, think about that, the first 12-step call, it was the sober alcoholic that called the drunk. It wasn't the other way around. Bill Wilson was sober when he called Dr. Bob. Right? See, sometimes you can say, keep coming back, 90 meetings in 90 days. I never heard that. Sometimes we have to have somebody come pick us up and take us to a meeting until we can hear what we can hear. And Don loved his program enough and loved being of service enough to come by and pick up a drunk who didn't really want to go, didn't think, didn't like him to begin with, and take him to a meeting, you know? And it also taught me how God works. See, whenever God works, it's a win-win deal. Always two winners when God works. Two winners. The drunk doing the receiving and the drunk doing the sharing. You know? Always two winners. I could have won the big book the first night. There had been one winner, me. But that little lady won by sharing with me, and I won by being received from her. Weeks later, two winners. I won by sharing with Glenn. Glenn won by being received from me. God works through people. See, by working through people, he gets twice the result for the same effort. Very efficient God. (laughs) (laughs) You know? It also taught me how Alcoholics Anonymous works. Alcoholics Anonymous is one drunk sharing with another. That's what AA is. It's one drunk sharing with another. When that happens, that's the magic to our deal. You know? That's the magic to it. See, I've told that story, and a lot of you have heard it a thousand times. I've told it a lot of times in 40 years. And every time I tell that story, I remember the moment, my moment of clarity. When I'm sitting there in that treatment center, I know the gig is up. I remember like it happened yesterday. I'm convinced that all of us that are here sober tonight had that moment of clarity when you knew the gig was up. I'm also convinced that those that come to AA for a while and leave after drinking and dying tonight, they had that moment of clarity when they knew the gig was up. What happened? Why are we here and we're sober and they're after drinking on Friday night? We both had that moment of clarity, which is God's miracle. What happened? I think what happens in Alcoholics Anonymous is really pretty simple. What we're doing here is we keep that moment alive. She says, if I've shared my moment with you of what it was like and what happened, and I'm keeping my moment alive by remembering it. By the way, isn't this the perfect program for people whose root problem is they're selfish, self-centered? Because <laughs> when I'm on that side of the podium and one of y'all is up here, and you're keeping your moment alive by sharing your experience of what it was like and what happened, you're keeping your moment alive. I'm so self-centered, what am I thinking about? <laughs> my moment, screw your deal, you know? <laughs> we keep that moment alive. And it only happens when one alcoholic shares with another. It doesn't happen when you share with your doctor. The doctor doesn't need to hear it. I got to hear about your moment so I can keep, remember my moment. You can't keep your moment alive by sharing with your therapist. The therapist doesn't need to hear about your moment. I got to hear about your moment or I'm going to lose my moment. What happens when you lose your moment? You take drunk. You know, we keep that moment alive. It only happens when one alcoholic shares with another. It's a one-on-one deal. You know, and Bill Wilson set the stage for us when he went and made that first 12-step call and the sober drunk called the alcoholic. Wasn't the other way around. Okay, two questions out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... How long we got this room for? (laughs) (laughs) Till Sunday morning. Thank you very much, Reno John. 
now remember, folks, we don't want you sharing your gossip, but we would love for you to share this episode with a friend or a family member. It may be just what they need today. So pause that device you're on, hit the share button and get it on over to that friend or family member. Now, we're going to have, uh, like I said, a follow up with uh, Reno John next week, and you're going to want to hear the follow-up. It is absolutely fantastic. Uh, And one of these events can't go on without uh, a lot of folks pitching in. And I, listen, I'm going to recognize some folks here, uh, but my guess is I'm missing somebody or didn't think of somebody. It's been a while. I've slept since we actually did the uh, recording or we actually did the event, and I'm sure that I'm missing somebody here. But in terms of volunteers and people that ha- that uh, that helped me with this, these people came to mind uh, uh, real quickly, and that is Cassandra, Sarah, Jason, uh, John, Shannon, Steve G, Katrina, Cindy, and Chip, Chip. Chip, chip, and so I, I just want to say thank you to those folks, and also there, there are, other, and and I want to kind of give a shout out here to not kind of I am going to give a shout out to Emily, Emily who has been on the podcast in the in the past actually flew in from St. Louis. Uh, to be with us during the event. And it was just absolutely wonderful to see her. You know, I get to see a lot of these people uh, uh, via Zoom or, you know, recording technology or whatever, but I don't always get to see them face to face. And it was it was so good to be able to give Emily a hug. And I'm so glad she was there. I also want to thank uh, Grace Avenue United Methodist Church for opening up their uh, the, the church and, and providing us a venue to go in there. There were several people involved in this, but in particular, uh, Preston, who was at, back there working the uh, AV boards. And then we had Carol, who was also helping that night. I really appreciate her helping out with the coffee and the coordination and all that sort of stuff. And then Laura, the senior pastor of the church, who was uh, uh, just gracious enough to uh, to coordinate this whole thing for us with all the personnel that we needed in the church. I really appreciate it. I also want to give a shout out to Mary Lynn B. and Tony D. once again again for playing that beautiful music. It was just fantastic. And then there is, last but not least, Mr. Reno John. Thank you so much again, Reno John. We appreciate you. All right, now on to a little bit of a listener feedback. Carlo writes in and he says, hey, uh, good morning, John. I am a huge fan of the Silver Speak podcast, and I would love to be able to join your Facebook group, but I'm technically challenged. What, how do I become part of the group? I want to be another bozo on the bus. <laughs> Uh, anyway, a, ha- a happy and healthy, healthy, prosperous 2022 to you and yours. Well, as you know, Carlo, I just uh, replied to you. And uh, for, for those of you who can't figure out how to get in there, just write me at John, J-O-H-N, at SoberSpeak.com. And there's a link in the signature of my email where you can just click on that and ask to be part of the group. And I know you're in there now, Carlo. So glad to see you. By the way, I, I you know, I was looking through, oh gosh, I shouldn't do this on the fly, but I was looking through Facebook this week. There there are so 
many comments and so many people in here. I, I, I would love to read everything that's posted, but we would be here a long, long time. But I did notice like, okay, Cassandra goes in there and what she will do is put a shout out in there to all the new members. And she puts their name in there. She says, we're glad you're here. Any sort of comments you have. And there were, oh gosh, just tons of comments here on this one. Uh, Corey says, my name is Corey. I'm an alcoholic by the grace of God. I've been sober since June 27th of 2021. I found the Sober Speak podcast while I was in jail. And I am so thankful for people like John M and other members of AA for helping drunks like myself. God bless you all. That is so cool, Corey. I'm, 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 oh gosh. Uh, you know, I mentioned this, uh, on an episode last week in, uh, I don't know what the parameters are within the jails around having uh, things like uh, um, uh, sober speak available to them, but uh, I, uh, boy, I'm, I, I hope that if you're if you're in jail and you're listening to this, and you can write us at John J O H N Soberspeak dot com. I would love to hear from you. I, I hope that you are uh, uh, enjoying this and that it is helping you in your sobriety. Uh, there was another one who wrote in here, uh, uh, Katie wrote in, and she says, my name's Katie. I've been a grateful member of Al-Anon since 2012, after I lost my brother to an accidental overdose. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and have been listening to the Sober Speak podcast for about a year now. I recently lost a friend to alcohol, and, in, and I am continuing to work my program and stay as healthy as I can and I love the many alcoholics and addicts in my life for heart. Uh, thanks for writing that, Katie. I appreciate you. Um, here is another one from Elizabeth. Elizabeth wrote in says, Morning, my name is Elizabeth. I'm an alcoholic. My sober date is May 10th, 2018. I found Sober Speak while working the front lines in New York City, and this program has saved my sanity many days. I'm grateful to have an outlet and, quote, a meeting between meetings. Oh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for writing in. I'm assuming you mean that the, the front lines either, I'm assuming you are uh, working as a healthcare worker. Um, and, but anyway, thank you so much for writing in. And oh gosh, there's tons here. Oh, let me write, let me read another one here. It says, I found the Sober Speak podcast back in, uh, oh, this is from Amanda. I found the Sober Speak podcast in August when I searched for AA on Spotify. It has helped me tremendously. My sobriety date is September 4th of 2020. Very grateful for this group and AA changing my life. And then she says, uh, uh, I uh, sober speak. Oh, she's talking to me. I heard you shout out my name on a recent pod. <laughs> it made me feel special. So, well, yeah, I guess you get to feel special again if you're listening to listener feedback. Uh, thank you so much, Amanda. Uh, TJ writes in. He says, "Hi, I'm TJ. I am an." I am absolutely an alcoholic. My sobriety date is 6-6-2020. I found Sober Speak short, shortly after getting sober, and it's been a tremendous help to me in my journey. Thanks for everything, and keep them coming. Well, 
TJ, I am going to keep them coming. <laughs> and uh, thanks for writing in uh, Facebook. And Sean writes in here. He says, my name's Sean, and I'm an alcoholic and an addict. My sober date is June 24, 2020. Uh, the home group, my home group is Baby Step Group in Gallup, North New Mexico. I ran across Sober Speak because John M., spoke, oh, at a BSG, oh, Baby Step Group, speaker meeting, and was introduced to his podcast. Yes, I do remember that, Sean. Thanks so much. Anyway, it goes on and on and on, and I'm not going to read every one of them, but and it's not just like things about people joining the group. There's all kinds of celebrations in here. I'm looking at all this birthday stuff, and, and people, a lot of people lay out their souls in the group here. Uh, there's another gentleman here, uh, Derek. I see him in here talking about his... Uh, his uh, trip to uh, uh, Dr. Bob's house uh, up in uh, uh, Akron, Ohio. And anyway, it just goes on and on and on. But nonetheless, thanks everybody for posting and being active in that group. I appreciate y'all. All right, now back to the traditional, if you want to call it, uh, listener feedback. Tracy writes in and she says, Hi, John. I just found your podcast and I like it. Well, thank you, Tracy. She said, My name is Tracy H. and I am an alcoholic from Bakersfield, California. My sobriety date is... October 29th of 2015. That's six years. She says, I'm on the road a lot and I listen while I'm driving. I've only heard about five or six podcasts so far and each one has been delightful. Keep up the good work, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. And I'm glad we can be part of your journey while you are driving around doing your work. Phil writes in, he says, good day, John M. I am in Nashville, North Carolina, by way of Athens, Georgia. He says, my home group is located there, which is the New Freedom Group. I have been a member there for 13 years. Also, I helped a friend start a CA group, Cocaine Anonymous group, which utilizes an AA format. I never was much of a cokehead myself, but outside but I, outside issues are a big part of my story. I happened to cross Sober Speak while searching for speakers to listen to, and I love the way you interview your guests and your enthusiasm for recovery. While all your interviews take recovery to a deeper level, I especially enjoy Gary Kay and Joe Mix Mux insight into the steps. Our CA group has a Saturday night speaker meeting, and I would be grateful to get your list of available speakers for this purpose. Thank you, John M., sending you God's love. And as you know, I replied to you, Mr. Phil, and sent you the list of speakers. And just in case you are new to the pod here, what uh, he is talking about is that I have a list of people that have been on the podcast before and they have gratefully granted their permission for me to share uh, their email address uh, for folks who are looking for uh, either speakers uh, at their conference or their group or something like that, or if they need a Zoom speaker meeting uh, guest. And uh, so anyway, I sent that over. And if you're out there and you want that, just email me, John, J-O-H-N, at SoberSpeak.com. 
Marie writes in and she says, hello, John, I live in Fort Myers, Florida, and I've been here for two years now. I was in Memphis for five years before here and overseas before then. I have been sober since December 11th of 1994. I have a sponsor who has a sponsor and I sponsor women uh, who sponsor. I love AA and God. Yay, she says. I was looking for Gary Kay, and it brought me to your website. Well, good. She says, I'm so excited. I heard him this morning. My goodness, what a service you are doing. This is my meeting between meetings. She says, you have speakers and speakers, and I am so excited to listen to them. I am not in Facebook or Instagram, but I saw that you have a podcast too. Yes, I love the web website. We'll be visiting this, quote, meeting again. Uh, that is for certain. With deep gratitude, Marie T. Well, Marie T. from Fort Myers, Florida, thank you for listening in. Uh, appreciate ya. Finally, Van writes in and Van says, Hi, John. Uh, my name is Van and I am a common sufferer from New Orleans. And I just wanted you to know how much I appreciate your work bringing us this podcast. I've been listening to Sober Speak for a few years now. I recently celebrated 25 years and I've attached a short note that I wrote to folks who were new to this way of life. I thought you may enjoy it. Keep doing what you're doing and know that your podcast is playing a small part in changing people's lives. As a side note, I'm personal friends with David G, Matthew M, Bill C, and I'd like it noted in the record that I've kept these beautiful humans sober on their numerous trips to New Orleans. Much love, Van. Well, duly noted there, Mr. Van. I really do appreciate you. Okay, so now I have got to find, I'm sorry, I should be set up for this. Oh, here is the letter that Van wrote to newcomers, and I just wanted to read this on the air. And the and, and it says eight sixteen ninety six, which I'm assuming is his sobriety date from twenty five years ago. And he says twenty five years ago, everything changed for me. And when I say everything, I mean everything. I felt I was broken beyond the point of being helped. Once again, this is coming out to newcomers, so listen to this. My world had gotten so small and dark, the suicide felt like the only viable solution. I'm not even sure why. At the end of the road for me, I made a quick decision to ask for help. And when I took what seemed like so small of an action on a problem of biblical proportions, everything changed. The entire trajectory of my life changed on that day 25 years ago. My heart wants to explode with, grati with gratitude when I think of the gifts I've received over the past quarter of century of living a life in recovery. So, with the rearview mirror of experience, I'd like to say a few things to the folks who are new to this way of life. 
If you are new to recovery or coming back from a relapse, welcome. If you've arrived here pushing a wheelbarrow full of judgment, cynicism, and atheism, I especially want to welcome you. And speaking from experience, I want to tell you it will be much easier to move forward here if you leave the wheelbarrow behind. Believe me, I pushed it as far as I could until it became too much. Whatever you think your recovery is, you're probably wrong. I certainly was. And you're seriously underestimating the people who have been here a while. They have gifts for you that you don't even know that you need. Some of the gifts they possess are kindness, understanding, compassion, and empathy. And last but not least, experience in getting and staying sober. And I know that if you are new here, you are desperate to receive those gifts, and you probably don't even know you need them. We are excited that you are here, and our strength lies in the fact that we absolutely understand that you may not be excited to be here. So, if you recently arrived in recovery, feeling overwhelmed and hurting, welcome. You are the only reason we are here, and we believe in you right now. You can do this. Let us help you. Love is our currency, and we spend it abundantly. I like that. Let me read that again. Love is our currency, and we spend it abundantly. Abundantly. Be uncomfortable, be inconvenienced, and then dream big. Thank you for my life Van. Thank you so much, Van, from Nolens. We really appreciate you writing that. And if you're a newcomer, once again, uh, really that's aimed at anybody, but I like that Van wrote it for the newcomer. And we have a special guest who just came into the room. And she's looking at me and kind of rolling her eyes. Can you come here and just say hi for a moment, please? Hello, everyone. Oh, <laughs> That's the lovely Mrs. M. And Mrs. M, what are you doing right now? You are... I'm putting away the rest of the Christmas stuff in the guest closet. She is putting away the rest of the Christmas stuff in the guest closet, just in case you couldn't hear that. And she is busy at work. And I can tell you from a room... You know how they always say, the first step of organization is disorganization? Well, that's what's going on right now. She's pulling... all. Well, no, yeah, it looks great. I'm just saying, but you had to get disorganized to get organized. She pulled all this stuff out of the Studio A closet here. <laughs> and now it is going back in there. By the way, she heard me earlier starting to do my introduction. And you know how uh, I say things like uh, contribution. She goes, you pronounce it contribution, John. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I know that's how you pronounce it. I'm just having a little fun here, you know? All right. So anyway, uh, that's another one. Uh, we have another week in the books. Keep coming back. It works in you work. It works if you work it. May God bless you and keep you until then. Can you say goodbye, Mrs. M.? Goodbye, everybody, and we take this one week at a time, and we may see you next week. God bless you, uh, and uh, love y'all. Bye-bye now.